What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football at large for SportingNews.com. So if you come over to the site now and uh, check out what we have, we're just loaded everywhere with fantasy football rankings, value, sleepers, busts, everything for your cheat sheet, your mock drafts, all your prep is up there now. It's going to get really revved up here next week with the drafts and we're going to go into more mock mode that's when you should be really drafting the last couple weeks there before the season after that third preseason game if you're not doing that it's just risking a lot of things like Odell Beckham Jr. and Ezekiel Elliott and all these other things that have transpired in the preseason on today's show we did the do not draft list and I kind of do a counter to that every year as well called the value picks it's really values uh kind of do draft guys that i like at different spots based on where they're going so let's look at uh some of those guys i wrote it for sportingnews.com so you can check it out more in depth there on this show i will just uh, break down those guys and uh, tell you what i like about them pretty much and uh, we'll go from there just keep it simple michael thomas is the first guy and i know he's already pretty high in rankings he's a wide receiver one from the Saints, but there's all these other names that people are more familiar with when you go down the line, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., then you get to the A.J. Green, Jordy Nelson, Mike Evans tier. Now, I look at Michael Thomas as very capable of putting up numbers as good as any of those guys because you look at uh, the situation is beautiful in New Orleans. It's a high-volume passing game. He's the number one target by far. He scores. He's a big look to in the red zone. Pretty much he's what Marcus Colston used to be. And Colston was a wide receiver two or three, but in a much higher sense because he can do a lot more things on the field. You look at this team, they don't really have a reliable tight end. They say Kobe Fleener is going to be a little bit better and more involved this year. But Thomas is going to have to eat up some targets than Brandon Cooks gave up when he left. I I know Ted Ginn Jr. is there, but he's more at the field-stretching thread i think he could see limited targets but uh, big plays and efficiency in that regard but i think thomas versus willie sneed with i think sneed is hurt a little bit more by again but thomas is all in as at wide receiver one and heck if you have some questions about jordy nelson and you don't love aj green particularly because of andy dalton Michael Thomas has got Drew Brees. Go all in on that and take him and don't be afraid of it. And if you're debating against a running back that has some issues, I would still go Thomas as well. Say if you had DeMarco Murray as your option, I'd go Thomas as well in that that early second round of your draft. 
Leonard Fournette, he's still kind of going pretty low. I don't really like him going beyond Todd Gurley. That that really kind of rubs me the wrong way because Fournette is a better talent than Gurley. The Rams still are figuring things out with Jared Goff. While Chad Henney being in there actually might help Fournette with some legitimate quarterback play and have the offensive line there with Brandon Linder. Is the anchor. So he's been going behind Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, who's not even playing for the first six games, Isaiah Crowell, who's still in a bit of a timeshare there with uh, Duke Johnson in Cleveland. To think that uh, he is a trusted feature back is kind of weird now. Lamar Miller, just not high on it at all. So Fournette, sometimes fantasy football comes down to talent. Fournette has tons of it. Don't overthink this one with him. He's going to get the rock a lot, as well as uh, Dalvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey. These are all going to be special rookie running backs. Uh, with the, You just look at where they were drafted. You look at how they can uh, change their offenses, and uh, you see that Fournette is going to be fed a lot uh, right there with Cook in those offenses for three downs. The next guy is Carlos Hyde, and he's going up a little bit more. as There's more clarity in the San Francisco backfield. The next two best backs there are really uh, Matt Breida and Joe Williams, the two rookies, where Tim Hightower's kind of hung around, but they might not even need Hightower in the end as a backup when they have the two young backs and Hyde. So that's how good things have gone for Hyde when it looked like he was in the doghouse early in the offseason. But he's a clear guy that's going to get a high volume of touches. He's on the field for third down, so that's a good sign in this offense. So I really like him. Now, as a solid RB2 over a guy like Marshawn Lynch. Devontae Adams is a guy that uh, people question. And you look at Jordy Nelson versus Devontae Adams. He's, Devontae Adams is going past the third round. So, fourth round pick, a guy that's a big touchdown maker for a very high upside offense. So, Adams, I think there's a chance he outproduces Nelson. There's a chance. Nelson overall is the better receiver, but I think Adams, again, is going to be busy in the red zone. There, so you look at Adams. I like his skill set. He's really the clear cut number two, maybe even a co number one in Green Bay. Larry Fitzgerald boggles my mind how everyone is kind of down on him. I get it; he's older, but Carson Palmer doesn't have many other guys that he trusts. There, John Brown is hurting. We know that with the quadriceps is the latest thing. Jerron Brown is coming off a torn ACL. JJ Nelson. You gotta like Larry Fitzgerald. He's just gonna be a solid guy that you put in. I think he's a more of a wide receiver two to me. People are just going wide receiver three because they're not sure about the scoring, but we know he's got the body like a tight end and the slot play where he can rack up the touchdowns. He has that history. So if he's gonna get a lot of targets again, the touchdowns are gonna follow that. Bilal Powell's interesting. He's been rising up boards in some respects since I wrote this, but 60s in the 60s there is a running back. I don't like him as an RB2, but I'm going to take him as an RB3 for sure because it's somebody that can play in bye weeks. The Jets have to give the ball to somebody in the backfield. Forte, Matt Forte's hamstring injury, just coming back from that. So I just don't trust Forte doing much here. So until Elijah McGuire can fight for a bigger role and Powell's now back healthy given the volume he's getting, you're drafting him for value alone. I think he's a nice flex play or RB3 for sure, but don't draft him. Too high as an RB2. Jimmy Graham, I think people are just forgetting about Jimmy Graham. We've seen Greg Olson and Travis Kelsey and Jordan Reed all go before Graham in the drafts, as well as, uh, of course, Rob Gronkowski is the first tight end overall. 
I wouldn't sleep on Graham. He got the most end zone targets of any of these tight ends last year. I think he settled into this offense. I don't think there's going to be the same inconsistency. He has one last big contract he wants to secure from the Seahawks. So I think he's finally in a rhythm where that first year with the injury and the end of that and the chemistry with Russell Wilson wasn't there. But I expect big things out of the Seattle offense this year. Doug Baldwin surging on and I think Russ Wilson has a rebound season and that that should bring Graham up especially with some question mark about Paul Richardson versus Tyler Lockett and uh, Jermaine Curse is that second threat Jimmy Graham is the number two option here for Wilson and it will show up there in the box score Jamison Crowder Terrell Pryor I get the buzz for Terrell Pryor he's the number one he's kind of combining the attributes of what we had with uh, Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon, and he's going to be a busy guy for Kirk Cousins. But James Crowder is the established guy. He's the healthy guy, scores pretty well as a smaller slot receiver. I think Crowder could sneak away and be the more productive receiver than Pryor. I don't know if I'm going too high on Pryor as a wide receiver one. Well, I'll, I'll feel just fine with Crowder as a wide receiver two, especially in PPR leagues. He's just going to slot monster. He's becoming one of the better slot receivers in the league, and now he's going to play outside quite a bit for this team with uh, Josh Doxson trying to fit that combination in with Pryor and Crowder. So I think Crowder, some people could dox him for upside later, Pryor for upside earlier, but I think Crowder is the sweet spot in the middle. Danny Woodhead, since I wrote this, he's had some injury issues, and you really can't trust too much in the Ravens, but because they're a high-volume passing team, and that's exactly like why I like Woodhead, because I don't see Terrence West being all that effective. He doesn't appeal to me at all, but we know Woodhead can be a sneaky player even in non-PPR, scoring the red zone when needed, He's uh, coming back off the major injury. That's the concern we have. But he's going so low in drafts. Some people taking him 85 and all as a back that's probably going to get the most touches in a, in a particular backfield. I think you have to not sleep on Woodhead. So he's kind of the Bilal Powell aspect. But that said, uh, Woodhead has a little bit more upside because the Ravens are a little bit better around. I mean, they do have a decent quarterback, maybe not elite there in Joe Flacco, but you see what the Jets have. And then they do have Jeremy Macklin and Mike Walsh, so some guys that can stretch the field, open things up for Woodhead underneath as a runner and receiver. You look at Pierre Garçon. This is my favorite sleeper that I've been pumping all offseason here. I like the transition, familiar offense, clockwork. Brian Hoyer knows that offense as well with Kyle Shanahan. Garçon had his best season in that offense, so... He's going to be a guy that you're going to draft as a solid wide receiver two in PPR. Wide receiver three, I'm a little bit uh, more conservative and standard because he has to score a few more times to believe that. And I don't know how many times San Francisco has been scoring position. So when I look at uh, what uh, Pierre Garçon can do, that's kind of where I put him here as a high target monster type guy in this offense. Now... Now, we're talking about all these players, and we can't wait to see them in action here pretty soon for our teams. And the best way to get tickets to NFL games is by using SeatGeek. And really, not SeatGeek.com alone, but you better get that SeatGeek app, because it's the easiest way I've found to buy the best possible tickets to any game I want to go to, whether it's uh, splurging and going for the seats uh, right on the 50-yard line, or if you want to just get in the game last minute, SeatGeek has got the deals for you. And... I have a SeatGeek app on my phone. You just, with a couple taps, you're set to go to any game you want to go to. It could be a few weeks down the line. It could be this weekend. But uh, SeatGeek will take care of you. Make sure you're 
in the best possible position to watch this game. And uh, best of all, listeners to Locked On Fantasy Football can take advantage of a special promo code for their first SeatGeek purchase once they download that app. Use the promo code LONFL, that stands for Locked On NFL. Put that promo code LONFL in and you'll get 20% off your first SeatGeek purchase. So it's a pretty cool deal that's going on. Take advantage of it and uh, you can watch all these uh, fantasy football guys light it up in person. Now, as we continue, a guy that's going to be worth the price of admission in Tampa for sure this season, uh, reality and fantasy, we've seen some of it in uh, hard knocks, is James Winston. And I banged the drum for Winston hard last year, and I was a little disappointed because I realized uh, not enough guys stepped up there to help him. But now he has Deshaun Jackson, and he has O.J. Howard, and possibly Doug Martin being there to uh, be consistent in the running game. So all that is working well for Winston. The key thing we want to see is his touchdowns go up passing. We want to see kind of that same floor with the rushing touchdowns. And we want to see the interceptions go down because that can also bring down his scoring quite a bit. So when I look at him, he's going way low. I think he's a QB one in the upper half among the top six. Well, he's being taken more like a top 10 to 12 guy. I think when you look of the guys down there, I think Derek Carr has some pretty upside. We'll talk about him in a second. But uh, Winston, much more than Mariota to me, just because the durability is completely there with Winston. Weapons are there. The offense is there. Everything sets up Winston for a breakout season. And I can't wait to see what this guy can do because he's a plus talent uh, since he's been in the league. Devontae Parker, I mentioned him a little bit uh, when I uh, talked about my column about Parker and uh, the immediate uh, connection with Jake Cutler. Going way low because I think he could lead the Dolphins in all the major receiving categories over Jarvis Landry this season. So... Parker's going from 88 to 100 based on uh, rankings in ADP, and that's just uh, insane to me. So Parker, I think he's going to live up to it. It's the old third-year receiver breakout. Long ago, if you go back to Dolphins, Lord happened for me with Chris Chambers. Had a very big year. Was big for my fantasy team. And uh, the third-year wide receiver theory is something that uh, I've prescribed to in the past, but uh, you look at... uh, that I think it still has some merit here. Uh, Second-year tight ends is something you also want to watch for in fantasy. Now, Jeremy Macklin, another guy I've been banging the drum for here. He's in the 90s, pretty much, in all the rankings you'll see. I just think Joe Flacco is going to trust what uh, he's going to see there from Macklin a little bit more. I think Mike Wallace goes back to maybe a field stretcher where you don't see the consistency. So Macklin, I think, could be the number one receiver, especially with the tight end issue and uh there's a no-brainer there to target him. Derrick Henry, now, he's a good stash. I don't necessarily recommend Derrick Henry as a guy, okay, you're going to plug him in right away and get the production because we don't know. We know that it was disappointing all year to see DeMarco Murray carry the ball and uh, Henry just sitting there as a second-round pick, talented guy, Heisman winner from Alabama, not get the ball. So hopefully that will change a little bit, but we kind of have to see that happen to completely believe it in Tennessee. But... That said, he's going pretty low. I, I don't want to overreach for him, but it, if he's around an 85 to 95 range there, that's where you want to draft Henry. I just don't like DeMarco Murray as much to hold up, and I think he's a lottery ticket premier. You're going to pay a little price for him, but he's worth the price of admission. Derek Carr, and I mentioned this high upside again because he's got another receiver there that people don't have not really talked about much, is that Jared Cook at tight end, and Cook, we know, can fit very well. He's coming from the same offense there in Green Bay. 
He's excited to prove himself here, reprove himself as a veteran, playing off uh, Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree. So three legitimate weapons. That's before you get to Seth Roberts, who, much as a chagrin of fantasy owner, seems to steal touchdowns from Amari Cooper. So you got some weapons there for Carr. This team is going to probably be in more shootouts. So Carr and Winston are my top two sleepers if you're going to win a quarterback. A third one that you can throw in the mix for sure is Phillip Rivers. And Phillip Rivers... You look at him, always undervalued. This is a high-volume passing team. I know Anthony Lynn is there and he wants to run the ball, but I think the personnel, you still look at the personnel. It's Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates started off at tight end. Then you get to Keenan Allen. You have Tyrell Williams early, Travis Benjamin, Dontrell Inman is not going anywhere. You have Mike Williams coming off. That's a lot of weapons for Rivers. And this could be a team, again, their defense is pretty good in San Diego, getting better, but by no means a shutdown. And... I think this could be a higher volume uh, passing offense than Lynn would like to think. Kareem Hunt is the next one. Another guy that I really like. I've talked about him in our rookie rankings, but he's been rising since then. I don't think he's he's look, still around 96 ADP, somewhere between 100 and 120 in the rankings, whatever site you use. But there's just a t- feeling and a tendency that we're – I think Andy Reid could go with Hunt in a big role right away, and it'll be interesting to see how it plays out one more week with Spencer Ware in the preseason, but I think Hunt is pretty much closing in on making this a straight-up split. That means don't draft Ware, draft Hunt later. Jordan Matthews, it's the old somebody has to catch the ball in Buffalo deal. Now, do I love Jordan Matthews as a player? No, not really. Not in reality or fantasy that much. He's just disappointing. I had him on my team a couple years ago. Didn't need him, never really started him. Matthews is a guy, though, Zay Jones. Between him and Zay Jones, someone is going to have some fantasy weeks to look at. So maybe he's a wide receiver four, five, six, somewhere there that you can stream when you have bye weeks or something like that. But you can't ignore this. It's a good thing to look at later. I just don't like Sammy Watkins much earlier. And uh, Zay Jones, we just don't know about the experience uh, trying to be a go-to guy as a rookie out of East Carolina. Darren McFadden. Is a guy that uh, still going undervalued. Ezekiel Elliott, as I mentioned, is going way too high in drafts, given that he's going to miss about half the fantasy football season, which is ridiculous. Darren McFadden's going to be there for a good chunk of games. I get it. As soon as Ezekiel Elliott can returns, his value is gone in terms of being able to be playable. But he's still a high insurance policy. If you're going to do the Ezekiel Elliott thing and do that, I think you have to get McFadden as well. So nobody steals that production. You have the Cowboys backfield kind of boxed as an exacta, but he's going in the hundreds. That's kind of ridiculous to me when you have a clear-cut starting running back that has produced well in the same offense a few years ago. He was a 1,000-yard back. So this is just insane to me. McFadden is worth looking at for sure a lot earlier than he's going. Same thing with C.J. Procise. Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls, just not inspiring because Eddie Lacy's not look great. Thomas Rawls is still having some recurrence with his ankle injury. CJ Procise and Chris Carson might be the two best backs, the undrafted rookie that's uh, kind of the third string early down guy there from uh, Oklahoma State. So Procise, they're going to need Procise to play a bigger role than just being the passing game back, and, I, and we have something to watch for. Darren Sproles is someone I'm not completely forgetting about. He's going very late, obviously. 136, so like you're looking at uh, 10th to 12th round, somewhere there, 13th round, when names are exhausted. We don't know what to think about Doug Peterson. He's fickle on LeGarrette Blunt. He's fickle on Wendell Smallwood. 
He seems high in Corey Clement, but that's an undrafted free agent. Denel Pumphrey seems like he might be redshirted as a rookie because he kind of has redundant skills to Sproles on the stage and time. So I think overall, Sproles is being undervalued there. I think he might, by default, even at age 34, be a key cog there for Peterson just because Blunt has just looked awful so far in the preseason. Jamal Williams, again, it's a Ty Montgomery. If you fade Ty Montgomery, you got to like Jamal Williams. He could easily be the leading rusher in Green Bay this season. I, I get it. There's a lot of things to like about Montgomery and what he did to finish last year, but still new position, full-time, taking the beating. Jamal Williams is more suited to that, so watch out for him. Austin Hooper is a guy that I really like. I talked to Matt Ryan for my uh, Sporting News NFL version of this, and he really liked Hooper. Their chemistry is good, and uh, they want him to build on the strong end he had to last year. So Austin Hooper is a tight end. If you're just going to wait around on a tight end and do the late thing or stream it, Hooper is a guy that you definitely want to target at the top of that board. Rex Burkhead, and we'll talk more about him as we go on, but uh, Burkhead, this is a developing situation where he's looked by far the Patriots' best, healthiest, and most versatile running back so far. James White is there, but nothing special about him. He's a good team player. We know he can come through in a pinch, as we saw in the Super Bowl. Deion Lewis is the straight-up speedster. He's going to help on special teams. But you look at Mike Gillisley, the hamstring injury is getting to be a concern. The Patriots are kind of evening out all their backs. Very situational and frustrating situation with no Garrett Blunt. But uh, Gillisley, as high as he's going and how low Burkhead is going, it's kind of silly. Gillisley is going in the top 50, while Burkhead is going close to 160 on average there in drafts. I'd rather have Burkhead now and stay away. Really thought Gillisley would be a guy there, but you can't ignore that hamstring that's... One of those injuries that's tricky, and we know the Patriots are just going to move on to the next guy. They can do more things. So Burkhead, do we trust any Patriots back? No, but I'd rather go for the one with the cheapest value late in drafts. And finally, sticking with the Patriots, another entity I like there is their defense and special teams. They're going number seven among defenses, and I think they're a team, now they're 165 in ranking, so if you're looking for, again, 12th, 13th round, just bored, and the Patriots still on the board, people have taken the Seahawks and Broncos and Texans and all these other teams have come off the board, I I just like the Patriots. There's loaded defensively here. There's not really many holes. They're, they can play around moving Dante Hightower to edge a pass rusher if they want. they got two shutdown corners who can make big plays there in Gilmore and Malcolm Butler. So all the elements are there for the Patriots, especially teeing off on some opponents who are going to try to play catch-up with what they have offensively now with Tom Brady. The Patriots could be a very nice, nice value. You could end up with the top fantasy defense well before you uh, try going deep in the draft. You can, well after the, the top defenses, you can land the Patriots, and you're in great position for sure. So that's kind of a rundown of some of my value picks, and I kind of like to watch everything, and uh, you can check out more things on the site, as I mentioned, as well as uh, some of the rookies that you should uh, keep on your radar. I wrote about them as well, and we talked about that on the show before. So thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe on Audioboom or iTunes, and be sure you're listening to all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Network, whether it's NFL or NBA you like. We've got you covered in season, out of season. That's Lock On Network. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this is Vinny Iyer. We'll see you next time. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. By singing dog. 
Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.